Mr. Mario Dapano, thank you for joining me on this short podcast. It was wonderful to read your piece in the Hindu a couple of Sundays ago on on how the Marathas and the Mughals dealt with uh, disaster and distress in their times in terms of tragedies, in terms of migrations. I just wanted you to recount very briefly what is it that the Mughals first did, which is interesting, and then we can come to the Marathas. Thank you for having me on your show. Um, so the Mughals were encountered by one of the worst famines that took place uh, during their long rule in the Deccan and Gujarat in 1630. And at that time, uh, historian Irfan Habib is called the famine the most destructive of all recorded calamities in the world. And four million people, you know, died during that famine. So we're talking about a very, very scale disaster that took place in Mughal India. And uh, Shah Jahan was very new and very young on the throne at this time, and he really wanted to cement his legacy as somebody who was able to take care of his subject of the people under his care. And he happened to be in the Deccan when famine broke. So quite immediately what he did was he targeted assistance to the urban residents in Gujarat and, uh, and the Deccan. And uh, he did this by instituting langars in the towns of Burhanpur, Ahmedabad, and Surat to feed those who the famine had, uh, had made desperate. Um, he also disbursed a lot of uh, cash to the people affected so that they could buy their own grain. Um, and uh, he did this in, uh, in the cities because a lot of people from the rural areas in these two regions had flocked to the cities. So over 20 weeks, he disbursed about 150,000 rupees in uh, in the cities of the Deccan and Gujarat. And uh, of course, beyond that, also promised uh, um, revenue remission. So he forgave the revenue uh, of these areas. And it, it's, it's quite a significant amount of revenue that he let go. He, he uh, let go about 1-11 or 9% of the revenue, which is certainly a huge amount at any time, and certainly for the uh, for the seventh And and how old was he at that time, as you said? Um, he was only four years in uh, into his um, into his rate uh, into his reign. Uh, I'm not entirely sure about his uh, how old he was chronologically, but he was only four years. And how, how how much how much would hundred fifty thousand rupees be worth today of that currency? I I would imagine quite a lot. We don't have uh, ways of calculating the exact amount, but from just from the amount of revenue that he was able to remit, uh, which was nine percent of the entire revenue of the empire. I think you can imagine that it was a very good thing. 
Why fantastic. So that's that's the Mughals. On the Maratha side, what really happened, you know, in that time? Uh, so the Marathas were also uh, following, you know, the precedent that was set uh, by these revenue remissions that the Mughals had done. And when the Peshwas uh, ruled in the Deccan, uh, they also encountered occasionally, either due to war or due to famine or due to a mix of these two circumstances, uh, the flight of a rural population. So in order to sort of coax and bring these um, migrants back, they offered uh, what were called Abhay Patras, or these are letters that explicitly promise security and reassurance to the holders. So these Abhay Patras contain statutes that, you know, encourage resettlement and cultivation in the villages that have been popular. So uh, usually they would say, you know, uh, we have remitted the revenue for the first year, um, but, you know, and you would pay an increasing amount until you come to the full amount to be paid in the fourth year. And this happened both in the context of war and famine. And as you can imagine, in the 18th century, uh, there was constant uh, struggle for dominance in the northern Deccan between the Tisham and the Bharatsa. Right, right. So, and one final question. What is the lesson we can draw from these two wonderful examples of the Mughals and the Marathas? What could the Narendra Modi government learn from these two experiences? I truly wrote this piece because it was, it, it, it was very stark for me that the central government was still vacillating over cash transfer to people who are affected by uh, both the pandemic and the lockdown and especially migrant workers. Uh, to my knowledge, the only cash amount that has been transferred uh, was about 500 rupees. But that's really amazing. And I think people really need cash in their hands and uh, the situation that we saw on our country's highways uh, a couple of months ago was just really stuck. I don't think a lot has changed for people of this country. And so I think it's very important to target cash uh, towards, um, towards the people who actually drive our economy. Uh, but beyond just cash transfers, also we need to see a lot more from the government in terms of, you know, maybe a tax holiday, uh, the middle class is also hurting, and it would be a good time to uh, to consider uh, why it is that petrol and diesel continue rising in prices, um, you know, in the middle of such uh, such a devastating pandemic. Fantastic. So, Mario Dapena. In Mumbai, thank you very much for joining me. And I'm